Life Audio. Asking the Lord, does any of this matter? I want it to. I want my life to count, but it just feels way too small. And so as I went to his word, I just started to realize that a significant life is actually much simpler and smaller than we think. I'm Jody Nisnik, and you're listening to So Much More. And after a quick word from our sponsors, my guest, Rachel Adams, and I will be back to talk about how to lead a significant and restful life through embracing the little things. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Rachel Adams is the author of the devotional, A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life, and she is also the host of the Love Offering Podcast. She lives in Kentucky with her husband and two children, where they run a family business and a farm. And perhaps most importantly to me, Rachel is a dear friend of mine. The Lord kept making our paths cross, and ultimately, we just decided we needed to be friends, and so we are. (laughs) And I can tell you from the many conversations that we've had, even the one we just had before we got on, that Rachel lives out her faith in such a beautiful and genuine way. And so I am so excited to share her with you because she lives out this message that all of the little moments are an offering to him. So Rachel, I'm thrilled that I get to share you with the so much more listeners. Thank you for making some space for us today. Well, thank you for making space for me. It's always a joy to talk with you as my friend, and it's an honor to be here on your show. Well, so the podcast series we're in is about moving from anxiety to rest. And one of the reasons that I've been really excited to talk to you about this topic is because I feel like there's so much pressure on us to be great, to be exceptional, to stand out above everyone else, to be the goat, the greatest of all time. And truly it's just not attainable, right? There's, and, and if actually we do experience success, it seems to just fade away right before our eyes. As soon as we take our foot off the gas or whatever the illustration is that you want to use. And so that's just a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves, that the world puts on ourselves on us. Um, but the thing is that's, really the world's invitation to us, not God's invitation 
to us. And so I love how you have flipped this bigger is better concept into an invitation to actually rest into the little things. And so I would love for you to start there and just tell us how did this whole concept of a little goes a long way come about for you? Well, really, you know, as you're talking, I just want to be really transparent because even this weekend, my husband made a little comment about the floors needed to be vacuumed. (laughs) (laughs) And it was on a Saturday and I clean on Sundays. And so I, but immediately he wasn't saying, Rachel, you're a bad wife. Rachel, you're not a good housekeeper. Rachel, you're not doing a good job. Rachel, you're not a good person, which is what I internally Mm. internalized and started to feel and go down this crazy rabbit trail. Um, He was just making a comment. He was making an observation and, you know, it, it sent me into a weird tailspin. And it's so interesting. And I share that to say, cause he even said, Rachel, why do you feel like you're not enough? Cause I said, I just feel like I can't do it all. And I can't do it all. Well, you know, here I'm trying to be a a good wife and a good mom and a good housekeeper and a good podcaster and a good writer and a good friend and a good daughter and a, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, Mm -hmm. fill in the blank of the role. And yet I can't do it all. And it was this moment of like, okay, I I just give up. I can't do it. And so here I have written this book (laughs) about significance and, you know, not looking to to things and jobs to gain our significance. And I still struggle with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I share that whole story is this is still a daily battle for me. Same thing. I have to still go to God's word. I still have to go to God for my affirmation, for my validation, because the enemy, he can berate me Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be really, really mindful of it. And so that, to answer your question, that was the, that was the inspiration behind it years ago as stay at home mom still am in in many ways, except I get to write and podcast um, as well. But it was in these seasons, my husband would come home and he'd say, you know, how are you? And I would just list out all the things I had accomplished, you know, like, look, will you be proud of me? Look at all that I got (laughs) done today. And um, he wasn't asking me what I did. He was asking me how I was. And so it was just this wrestling. It's like, okay, God, I'm doing just these ordinary everyday activities, these little chores, you know, dishes and laundry and beds and running errands and going to the grocery and making meals and like doing it one day and then doing the exact same thing pretty much the next day and the next day and the next day and like just asking the Lord, does any of this matter? Mm -hmm. I want it to, I want my life to count, but it just feels way too small. And so as I went to his word, I just started to realize that a significant life is actually much simpler and smaller than we think. And that's what I hope to communicate today. And that's what I hope to communicate um, through the words of my devotional. Mm, I love that. And I love even how what your husband was asking you echoes what God actually asks us. Because when he's saying, how are you? He wants to know how are we as people, as a whole being, not what did you get done for me today? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's not, Mm -hmm. that's not his interest. Not that he doesn't put tasks before us to do that we get to be faithful in, but it's more about who we are becoming, not what we are doing. And I just love how you just highlighted that. I, you know, I struggle with this as well. I think we get the enemies. I think you were use the word tenacious, <laughs> but he's mm-hmm. also sneaky and that mm-hmm. he, he sideblinds us all the time. So your husband's making an innocent comment and all of a sudden it just like pierces your soul in this really wonky way he didn't intend. And I think, oh, that's just so the enemy to twist things, to make us misunderstand things, question things. 
And really it gets down to the core of finding our significance. Where are we finding our significance, which is really the baseline of your message. I would love to know as you started doing this biblical research into significance, I know that you studied a lot of Bible characters and Bible stories. So who were some that stood out to you that can help us see this is true of God, that he, you know, takes those who the world says are insignificant and he takes those who only have a little and he turns it into something different. So tell us some of the things that you discovered there. You know, as, as God does, when he starts to highlight something to us, it's like we see it everywhere throughout scripture. And this was certainly the case for me. So I wrote 52 days to a significant life, which (laughs) is in some ways, I mean, we're already living a significant life. It doesn't take 52 days to to realize that. So I want to make that really clear, but I I really believe I could have written 365 because it, it Mm. is all throughout scripture. And, you know, from the very beginning, God created us from dust. He created us from something simple and small, and it's him who breathed life into us. And then you look at Abraham and Sarah. I mean, they were old and barren and impotent, and that's who God chose to create the future generations that were going to number more than the stars in the sky and the grains of sand on the seashore. Um, you look at uh, mm-hmm. David, he was the youngest in his family and his dad even overlooked him and he was a shepherd and that's who became king and like in the lineage of Christ. Uh, you look at, at Esther. Esther was a young orphan girl and she saved an entire people group. Uh, You look at the mother of Jesus, Mary, she was a young girl and it brought the savior into the world just because she was willing. Uh, You look at Jesus. I mean, he he's, he's my favorite example always, but I mean, he was born as a baby in the tiny town of Bethlehem, never traveled outside a hundred mile radius, walked everywhere he went. He washed feet, held children, went to weddings and funerals, prayed with people, uh, went and had one cup of water with one woman beside a well. And so if nothing was too insignificant for the savior of the world, mm. then there's nothing that is too insignificant for us. Oh gosh, that is so good. And so encouraging. You know, I um, have been thinking a lot because a dear older woman just passed away this week that when I was um, on staff for many years, she was someone that meant quite a bit to me. And I've been thinking about her being in the presence of Jesus now and, um, and what she did with her life was always behind the scenes. She was always praying for all the missionaries. She was hosting little meals in her home. And so the world would look at that and be like, oh, that was kind of a small, insignificant life. And I think Jesus looks at her and says, oh, you have no idea how you've impacted the kingdom for the greater good and for my purposes by your faithfulness with these little things. And I I just wonder someday we will stand before the throne of God and and he will show us all of the works and some of them will burn away and some of them are like jewels and they they stand through the fire and I bet we will be surprised at people like my friend Betty who will have just piles and piles of jewels and the world didn't see them, but God did. And that's just exactly what you just highlighted. I am really encouraged by that. And it's it's actually more than encouraging. It's also convicting because I think we get really swayed uh, by the world and what the world says is valuable. And it is hard to you know, as First Thessalonians 4 says, make it our ambition to lead a quiet life. It's hard. 
We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and then Rachel and I will be back to talk about how the Lord has used little things in Rachel's life and helped them to go a long way. I would love to know, even in your personal journey, where have you seen this concept of God giving you a little and then perhaps using that in ways that were unexpected for you? Yeah, I'd I'd like to, when you were talking about um, your friend that passed away and her quiet life, it it made me think about an article I'd read, um, and it was about Franklin Graham. He was an evangelist Mm. and led many thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people to the Lord on really big stages. And uh, this article I read about him, he said something to the extent of, I would have accomplished so much more instead of being on a stage if I would have spent more time just with me and the Bible and me on my knees in prayer. And so I think that that lends itself to somebody that lived a very big public life. And there was so much value in that. But there's also Mm -hmm. so much value in time with the Lord, just reading his word on your own and time and prayer with him. And God will use both. And I think that I want to be really clear to say, you know, God works in really big, miraculous, mighty ways. We serve a very big, miraculous, mighty God. And so, of course, he works in those big ways. And so I never want to um, demonize those big ways that he works, but I also don't want us Mm -hmm. to discount the small ways that he works as well. And so to answer your question, I feel like that the biggest way that he's used something little in my life is something that, again, it's something we discount. And I think it's just interactions and conversations with people. Mm. You know, so many people have come into my life, you know, we can, you can look and reflect back on your life about the people that have maybe even just been for a moment, even a stranger that you've passed by on the street or somebody that said just one word to you and one encouraging word, and you've probably never seen them again and how that can still impact you decades later, right? Like good and bad. Right. <laughs> and I think, you know, for the case, I was just thinking about my husband and how he he knows I struggle with this in- inadequacy and insecurity in myself and wanting to feel significant, but I feel very insignificant. And um, just how he will just give me encouraging words and support me and believe in me. Um, one of the things that he said years ago was, Rachel, if you could see yourself through my eyes, it would change your world. Mm. And I've never forgotten that. And I think that God is looking upon all of us saying the same thing. You know, if you could just see yourself through my eyes, it would change your world. And just trust that I'm using every little encounter, every little conversation, every meal shared, every prayer prayed, I'm using it. And I believe to your point, we will see that one day in heaven. And I think that's what's so hard about right now. We don't always see the fruit of our labor. We don't only see immediate evidence, right? We want to, right. we want that immediate gratification. Yeah. And, and sometimes we do, but I think more often than not, um, we'll, we'll, and I'm hopeful and expectant that we'll see how God took our little a long way in eternity. Yeah. I think it is a, a walk of trust and a walk of faith to believe that those little things matter. Cause I think you're right. We don't get to see. I don't think she got to see how her prayers impacted missionaries around the world. I don't think she, you know, she probably saw some things and heard some answers to prayer or saw some fruit. Of course, I hope, I'm sure. In fact, I know she did. But yeah, I think for us, it it is a walk of trust and faith that God is using those little encounters. But I also think there's something to this settledness with the spirit to know 
um, when we lay our head on the pillow at night, that there's almost kind of this clear conscience that I did walk with the Lord today. And what didn't feel super significant to me, grocery shopping or, you know, saying hello to, uh, you know, my neighbor at the mailbox and taking five minutes to ask them how they were doing or, you know, just being kind to my coworker in a, in a different way and, you know, really paying attention to them. It's hard to know how those things make an impact. But when we go to bed, I do think we know, yeah, Lord, I, I, I did my best to spend the moments that you gave me well. One of the things that I asked from you is what scripture do you suggest that we meditate on? And you sent me my very favorite passage of scripture. I don't think you knew that (laughs) you were doing that. (laughs) Um, It's Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And Ephesians 2, 10 is actually, if I have a life first, I would say this is it. Um, This is what it says. It says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, I know that you spent some time contemplating these verses again before we got on the podcast. So I'd love to know two things. The first thing is, why did you choose that passage for us and what makes it significant to you? And then the second thing is, as you meditated on it, how did the Lord make it personal for you today? So um, I didn't know this was your life verse. And it actually is, I think, if I had to choose a life verse, it would probably be mine too and, and my favorite. And the first time I was really introduced to it, um, I, I had ha- I have two middle school children, um, 13 and 11, as we're talking right now. And I had already had both children. We were at the pool and this woman comes up to me and she said, Rachel, I didn't know you were expecting another baby. And I wasn't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so, and for whatever reason, you know, it's just a small little comment, but that day it hit me wrong. I was just so discouraged and upset and vain <laughs> and came home and just was, you know, just upset and defeated. And my husband then wrote me a note with actually Ephesians 2.10 on it. You are God's workmanship. You're his masterpiece. And it was kind of the first time I'd ever really been drawn to that verse. And I still have that note card where he wrote that message to me. Um, and it's beside my bathroom vanity. And I, and I see it every single day as a reminder that God created me. I am his work of art. Like I am his masterpiece, workmanship, handiwork. And He's the creator of the universe and he's God and he doesn't make mistakes. I'm created in his image, fearfully and wonderfully made. And so I think that that just where I do have so much insecurity and doubt in myself that just knowing that I'm so cherished and and loved by God, it's just, I don't know, it just gives me such rest um, for my soul that I don't have to strive for, for that. Uh, and so that's where I first um, found that verse and it, and it had so much meaning for me. And, but in this devotional, you know, we start there. We start with our inherent significance and value and worth. Like that's, that's kind of part A that we really have to have as our foundation. But the rest of that verse says that, that we're created to do good works. <laughs> like he didn't just create us just to be beautiful, you know, even though we are, um, he created us to, to, to do good things. And so that's what I really want everybody to know. Start with knowing how significant you already are and then start to realize how important everything that you do is. I love that. So when you meditated on it, 
was there anything new that he drew you to or just, you know, how he applied it to your life right now? Yeah. So uh, I had already circled not by works. Mm. <laughs> that was already in my Bible, like circled and underlined, you know, um, <laughs> exclamation points, stars, all the things. <laughs> And so, but that's this, that's again, the same phrase that I keyed in on, not by Mm -hmm. works because I am such a performance based, um, mindset person. You know, my dad is an entrepreneur growing up. He would have us sign a contract when we would set goals that we would date them, sign them, agree to when we were going to achieve those goals. I love a good to-do list. I love to cross things off my to-do list. It just is so gratifying to me. Even if I've already done something, I still want to write it down (laughs) and cross it off. You know, that's just how I'm wired. And I think it can be a really good quality. But on days that I, and you and I even joke about this, like we, you know, we have a relationship beyond um, this This podcast, an ongoing (laughs) relationship and you know, I even have a tendency with you and my friends to to say, look at all I did today. Like, be so proud of me. <laughs> like, tell me I'm doing a good job or, you know, um, and so when I have really productive days where I've marked a lot off my to-do list, I feel like, man, today was a good day. And then on days where maybe I've been sick or just wasn't feeling well or things just didn't go according to plan or was interrupted a lot or whatever it may be. Um, and I can't really like quantify like, or have result Mm -hmm. to like, this is what, this is what I accomplished today. I don't feel like I had a good day and I'm not as significant. And so what I see in these verses is, you know, we can't earn our salvation. We can't earn our way into God's love and approval. Like he loves us. This Mm -hmm. is a free gift that he has given us. It is grace and faith. And so if he's giving me this grace, I need to start to give myself a little bit of grace uh, too. And so I think that that's what I really keyed in on. And it's a, it's a reminder. I still need that. I cannot earn my salvation. I can't earn God's love. He loves me just because he created me. And the same is true for all of us. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why I was so excited to have this as part of the meditation, because I think it just screams rest to us. It's soul level rest. When you can stop working to achieve something from God, that is just this deep, you know, exhale breath. You Mm. don't have to do all this work. Stop striving to try and earn your approval or your significance. The, um, the first time I heard this verse was when I was really trying to figure out what God wanted me to do with my life. You know, I, I wanted the one big calling on my life that was going to be significant. That was going to change the world. And (laughs) what spoke to me in this verse is that God had prepared work in advance for me to do. So what I needed to do was rest into the next step. Just take the next step with Jesus, Jody, just be present with me. It was just this, like, again, it was like this exhaling for me of, Oh, I don't have to create this significant work. God has already prepared it in advance for me. And it's significant because he says it's significant. Mm-hmm. Um, not because the world says it's significant, not because, you know, it's got X number of dollars or X number of people or X number of whatever's attached to it. It's significant because it has the God of the universe attached to it. Um, and so I am so glad that we got to meditate on that passage today. So thank you for that gift to me as well. You know, if you've been listening 
to my podcast very long, uh, you know that I love spiritual practices. And the reason I love spiritual practices is because I think they help us exercise our faith. A lot of times we can do really great with our faith if it's just Jesus and I sitting at my desk or in my, you know, little prayer place. And it feels very safe there. It's when I get out in the world that it's, it's harder to practice my faith, but I love spiritual practices because a lot of them, while some of them are about me sitting with the Lord and, and being quiet and still, some of them are about me exercising my faith. And one of the things I love, love, love about your devotional is that you give us practical ideas for how to implement a little goes a long way. And so I'd love for you to tell us a few of the ones that you came up with, maybe some of your favorites, um, maybe even as just suggestions for us to embrace this whole concept of just a little, do a little, um, because it's going to go a long way. I, you know, back to my to-do lists, I know we all have a lot on our to-do lists already. And so the idea of this is not to give you more to do, but to trust in the little you're already doing. And so a lot of these things are things that that you, I'm confident you're already doing these. So one example is a little meal. You know, I I joke Mm. that food is one of my love languages and I mean that. (laughs) So, you know, what does it look like for you to to make a meal and invite somebody to share it with you, whether it's mm-hmm. your family or your neighbor. And maybe if somebody is sick, take them a meal or invite somebody to a restaurant. It's okay to even get takeout. It's okay to, you know, even go grab a cup of coffee with somebody. So what you can have a little meal, a little meal can mm-hmm. go a long way. Jesus loved to share meals with people. It's all throughout the gospels. Uh, another example is a little invitation. And that kind of goes back to a little meal. You know, who can you invite to maybe mm. do a book club with you or invite to go for a walk or invite to come to church or invite to go see a movie? And that little invitation, so many people are so lonely and need companionship and need conversation. And so maybe a little invitation can go a really long way. And then another example would be a little letter. You know, and I, and that could even go for a little text or a little phone call in some ways, or just like a, a little note, just a little letter or card. I've never received a letter in the mail that, or an email even for that matter, that I didn't, didn't appreciate, you know, and, and those are things that you can really hang on to. And my mom was so good about and still is writing letters and cards to me that I still keep, you know, and even maybe a little note in your child's lunchbox or your spouse's lunchbox, if you pack that or a little love note beside somebody's bedside table, you know, those are all little things that we can do today that don't really cost a whole lot. It's just a little bit of time and intentionality. Mm-hmm. Thank you for those ideas. You know, another thing that you do in your book is that you give a prayer to end each of the devotionals. I thought it would be a really nice way to end today to have you pray for us one of these prayers, kind of like a benediction and a blessing as we seek to live in this way of really trusting God, trusting his steps for us, following him and embracing a little and trusting him to take it the long way. So would you do that for us? Yes. And this comes out of day one and it is a little beginning goes a long way. And the the main verse is Zechariah 410 that says, do not despise small beginnings for the Lord rejoices mm-hmm. to see the work begin. And so no matter how small it may seem, I just want to encourage everybody, continue to do it, give it to the Lord, offer all you have and let him take it a long way. 
So here is the prayer. Let's pray. Lord, help me to make peace with the little I am and the little I have. May I remember I am small compared to you and that it is your spirit that breathes life into anything that I do. Father, assure me that you rejoice when I begin. Give me the courage to begin and to celebrate the person that I am and the location where you have placed me. When I am tempted to quit, help me to persevere. Remind me that although I start at the beginning, you have a beautiful ending in store. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rachel. That was super encouraging even to my soul right now. So friends, I am going to put some links in the show notes for how you can connect with Rachel, how you can listen to her podcast, which you definitely should if you're not, and how you can get her book. Rachel, thank you again for making space for us today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I also want to take just a quick second before we sign off to thank the team of Life Audio for their partnership. And if you go to lifeaudio.com, you're going to see dozens of other faith-centered podcasts that are in their network. There's shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and even this one on scripture, meditation, and thoughtful conversations. So as always, I want to thank you again for joining Rachel and I today on so much more because we really do believe Jesus has so much more to say to us and we are creating space to listen. Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.